Welcome to From the Back Tees, a podcast where we tee it up from the back every week. Next up, Lou Jerry and Pincer Zach. so much easier than cutting. I should just try to get the ball in one shot every time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the From the Back Tees podcast, a podcast that is always from the back tees. And guess what? We got our one-year Annie extravaganza. We got Zach. Say hi. Oh, how's it going? I got this great Nolan. Nolan, you're What's up, too. Jerry? How y'all doing? We got Reed Martin, shout out. What's happening? Lorcan. How's it going, guys? Good to be back with you guys. Seabass, what's up, man? Hey, guys. I'm still undefeated in the trivia quiz. Just wanted to throw it out there. <laughs> oh, yes, that's, that's coming. We that's know. Coming. Ed, Ed, good to see you, Ed. Good to see you guys. And for my first time ever meeting Mr. Homeless Hubs, Mark Hubbard. Nice. How to you doing, you. Mr. Hubbard? Thanks for having me. Seabass is going oh. down in trivia. Oh, thank you. Hey, listen, that'll all come up eventually whenever that comes up. But guys, welcome. Thank you very, 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 very much for coming to our one-year anniversary show. We really appreciate you being part of whatever network we call ourselves, which is something or nothing. It depends on how serious you take it. But in the end, it's all about, like, what, fucking golf? Fucking having a good time? I mean, I mean, Reed, I want you to chime in about how you got this whole thing started for us. Uh, actually, Colton Heisey, uh, so I was talking to him in the uh, caddy room at the uh, Greenbrier, and he brought, uh, brought me up and said, hey, do you want to go on a podcast? And just kind of started a relationship with you guys, and from there, uh, you know, got Lorcan and Ed and Sebastian and all them involved, man. But it's been a lot of fun getting to know you guys, getting to know Zach in person. I can't wait to meet the rest of you guys. Oh, hell yeah, hell yeah. And if, and if nobody heard uh, real quick, uh, Zach. Zach Penser, Z to the P, Mr. From the Back Tees, which is now from the stadium. It is growing like a mushroom on top of 10 mushrooms. Zach, how you doing, buddy? It's been a while. Yeah, I know. I'm doing pretty good. I'm stuck in Montreal. I got uh, five t-shirts to last me this entire quarantine. It's going to be a real <laughs> test. We can in Florida, like, enough, Florida nonetheless. That's rough trade. Hubs can give you some advice on that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, you got to think? Sorry? Uh, you got a sink? It's the same. Oh, yeah. No, exactly. I'll make it work. You know that Ed, 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 Ed Alton, and I can testify to this because I stay with him enough, does not check a bag on tour. I think that is highly impressive that he can go away. Ever. Ever. I agree. Anyone who checks a bag and just does not know how to, like, pack for travel. No you way. I'm, I have, I've got to check a bag just for my cologne. You could fit so much <laughs> in the carrier. I can attest. I can attest. It is true. Canadians know how to do it. You Americans are all failures, and you. <laughs> yeah, when it comes to sense, I'm not going to argue with that. Homeless hubs, whose uh, house are you squatting in right now? Uh, it's it's mine actually. I'm not homeless. I know. I'm a I'm a lie. We're going to have to get a new Twitter handle for he's you, then. Living, He's living a lie. living a lie. <laughs> the fact that you don't tweet from that handle is, like, beyond me. Yeah. Too much I, potential. I mean, so I, I don't know. 
I'm pretty lacking on social media these days. What could have well, been? Uh, well, to be fair, I mean, regardless of being so. at home and like in quarantine status, I mean, uh, I, I would say Hubs is probably like, you know, our uh, our shiniest uh, top cat here. And we, we want to make sure he doesn't say anything wrong or, you know, it doesn't put himself out too much. So we'll, we'll, we'll see to it that we, we take care of his laundry accordingly. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's that's my biggest thing with social media is I just don't trust myself. Like, I feel like <laughs> the potential gains for me are far outweighed by just one bad night. <laughs> I, I, I'm looking at seven faces right here, and he is the most mature out of all of them. And actually, oh, yeah, I, he's so I'm mature, man. Three, three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, there's a guy to have it decide. This is not going to go well if Hubs is the voice of reason. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Ed, we barely know each other. I trust you pretty good, but I mean, goddamn, I mean, I, I don't trust myself. So what are we doing here? There you go. Yeah, Ed's, I'm Ed, a catty too, for crying out loud. Ed's a trustworthy guy. You just kind of you meet him, and you're just like, I'm gonna follow you, and it's gonna end up okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's gotta be the just, receding hairline. Has to be. I think that's so, endearing in a caddy. Well, you need it. He's <laughs> gonna follow you around the course, and I'm gonna trust you that you're gonna find me a good tequila. Well, at least and, get uh, home. Let me hit it in the water. There you go. Oh, you will get home, but you will pay premium. Tell, tell, <laughs> tell, them, about, tell them about Bermuda. <laughs> well, actually, hold on, Lorcan, real quick. Before we talk about anything extraneous like that, I think the uh, real ticker to start the game is there's a huge Mexico story that's been brewing amongst a few people here. Uh, Reed, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it to Reed first before I know where he tips the ball. What, what's up with this Mexico story? Hey, man. That was – I've never seen someone so shit and scared their parents in my life. Lorcan asked it. Lorcan asked it So, I'm actually – this is where it works out perfect that my player was sickly and couldn't <laughs> join us this evening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already thinking about it. You guys it. remember uh, – was it in – it wasn't in, in my, my Acoba. It wasn't Wednesday rained out altogether. Tuesday or Wednesday. One of the days was completely – Yeah. I think it was the Pro-Am day. Yeah, it was. Can we get subtitles on working screen? Is that possible? Oh yeah, we're working. <laughs> I know, get it right. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> I lost the microphone. Oh my god! <laughs> oh no, he just completely froze out. It could be. He could be. Morgan <laughs> needs subtitles. Oh my god, that was the funniest thing I've heard in a long Sebastian time. Sebastian translates for me. What the hell are we gonna do with Lorcan? Yeah. Well, that's that's yeah. <laughs> Lorkin's free subscription to his Wi-Fi right now, man. <laughs> Goodness. Sorry about that. All right. Well, that's good for your podcast cliffhanger right there. We'll never know the story. Yeah, oh, yeah exactly. Come back next week. continued. Podcast. Right in the middle of it, here's the guy's telling the story, too. He's gone. I'm out. You probably haven't listened to our podcast, but the editing on that is going to be, no, I will all be there. <laughs> Indeed. Absolutely. So, hey, Reed, you're going to have to save it for us and give us a story. Yeah. Uh, bull, bullpen, go. Can I, can, I, can I say something first? Reed's yeah, like the only that. one that hasn't realized that on these things you like put the camera the other way so it fills out the screen. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <There's a man. laughs> look at that. <laughs> He's the biggest guy. I, I, was, I, was, I was a little bit. Right? I was, I was now he looks huge. He looked regular size before. Yeah. <laughs> Regular size. Jesus. Sputnik. So, hey, Sputnik. <laughs> so I'll, I'll go oh, on. I'll go on. Okay, okay. He's back. Hey. 
Terrible. You see, even the, even the computer doesn't want to hear the Mexico story, but I'll tell it anyway. Where are <laughs> no, we that's at? I missed. The Democrats, go ahead. We didn't go anywhere. It's all we didn't? you. Okay, good. Yeah, so we stay at this hotel, and anyway, the, the, what the complete today is an entire washout. And I say to Reed, let's go to Cozumel. I heard there's a high-speed ferry. So he said, yeah, let's do that. So we go down there, and there's two class of tickets you can get. Wasn't a read. One was like $8, and first class was like 12 So we're like, let's get yeah. first class. We, it was no difference. Everybody was sitting wherever they wanted to go. Waste of money. This friggin' suckers, they seen us come. And uh, I'm Googling on my phone the whole way over there, things to do. What's the best way to see Cozumel in like two hours or three hours, however long we had? And uh, the number one thing on every website said, do not rent a car when you get to Cozumel, the worst thing you can do. So we get there and this guy walks up to us and was like, oh, gringo, gringo. And he shows us this sheet and it has a picture of like these sick cars. One of them is like a Corvette. And I was like, how much is that? And he's like $50 for two hours. And I was like, a convertible, 50 bucks for two hours. Reed, let's, Reed's like, yeah, let's do that. So I was, we were sitting there, this is freaking great. We'll drive it like, disregard everything on the internet. Terrible decision. They rolled around this thing, Reed. How many miles it was? Hardest thing from a Corvette. How many miles do you think it had on it? If it had four hundred thousand miles on it, it was—that's an exaggeration of. Yeah, probably, probably more than that. Probably more than the, that. The, the roof was like this. It was a big dent in it, and the whole oh. thing, the whole thing was there was a there was a hole in the floor where you drive. You could see the road, and you couldn't. Get oh in. no! Oh, mm -hmm. down. Yeah. Get into driver's side. You had to climb in the window because there was no window because the door wouldn't open. And the guy says. Before you guys go, in broken English, she says, um, let's take a picture of the car so that we're not disputing any damages when you get back. <laughs> I just take a picture of the car, like, quick. And he goes, around the whole car. And I said, dude, I just took a picture of the car. The whole car is <laughs> up, so it doesn't matter. What, there's, nothing that we can, there's nothing that we can do to this car that's going to cause any – even if we go and wreck this thing into an 18-wheeler, he's going to be like, oh, I love you guys. It's, like, perfectly <laughs> messed up. So – Reed and remember Reed to drive straight, you had to steer like like this right here, and then it would go <laughs> the, straight. The, the top the top center of the wheel was at like four o'clock, probably. Yeah. Oh, so oh, anyway, it wasn't ten and two. <laughs> there's one road in Cozumel that goes around the whole island, and we go around there, and we get around the backside, and for as 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 far as you can see, it's like dead straight. And I said to Reed, let's open, let's open this car up. I, I, what, what, what's what I tell you, Bart? I said, do not do it. Reed goes, Reed goes, no, let's not do that because it doesn't look like it'll last very long. And I was like, it's running fine. So pedal to the metal. We got about 40 seconds into it. And then there was a, in the bushes, there was a car and it was a cop car. And, I was, and then as we saw the cop car, I said to Reed, oh, there was cops. And then the biggest bang you've ever heard, it was like, bam. And we looked in the rearview mirror, and it was just smoke. You couldn't even see the cops that were just right behind us. So I was like, oh, my God. So now we hear sirens, can't see the cops coming. Nothing. Anyway, pull over to the side of the road. Next of all, this, this cop comes up. and uh, He didn't have to tell me to roll down the window because there was no window. And he said, um, you, speak, you, speak, you speak Spanish. I'm like, man. Hablo espanol, señor. There's people in my life that would argue that I speak English. Case in point, Mark Hubbard. But can we have subtitles? So he, so he says, get out of the car. And, uh, and, and all I get from the big man is, I told you. I told you not to do that. I'm like, okay. 
<laughs> I never seen Reed mad before, and I was like, "Oh, this is not good," because Reed's now on side with the cops. So if they're going to kill me, Reed's going to help him, and it's all going to go. <laughs> so, I read on the website, and this is one piece of advice I did take: if a cop pulls you over and shakes you down, take a picture with them. Pretend, pretend that you really like them, and take a picture with them, and then turn them in, turn them into the uh, into the police station when you get back to town. Oh, wow, Lord. But how, how do we get to the police station? Who no, we're going to get to there. So anyway, at the start, I'm like, okay, I'll do whatever. And then uh, we go back and forth. And the guy says, if you pay, what was it, Reed, 150 bucks or something? Oh, that's way too much. Oh, 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 oh. No, it gets worse. So I said, no problem. <laughs> and he said, where's your driver's license? And I said, um, I don't have, I didn't bring it with me. I said, but I brought my passport. Such a bad mistake. He goes, I'll take that. Right. I was, like, oh, oh, I, I was like, this is bad. So anyway, um, I, we, I say, uh, he goes, get in the car. So I said, oh, I said, no problem. I said, and me and my friend take a picture. And he goes, yeah. So we got a picture with him and his buddy. And they put us in the car. And I made a video of me and And Reed his name going, was Bill Clinton. I don't know what his name was. But he stopped. <laughs> he stops. He stops. Takes us into town. And he stops at the ATM. Get out. Get the money. $150. I said, can we go now? And he goes, uh, yeah. And I said, uh, passport. And he goes, no. And I was like, yeah, passport. No, 150. And I was like, I just get, no, 150 for the passport too. So now we're in it for 300 bucks. This is ridiculous at this point. Here you go. And then That's south of the border of treatment, amigo. Okay. Um, so are we go uh, can, can you take us to where we rented the car from? Yep, $100. No problem. Here's your 100 bucks. And the guy drove around the corner, and it was like the first. We were like 10 yards from this place. Like, <laughs> I could have spit over the building, and it would have landed in the, in the freaking parking lot of the place you rented the car from. So we go in, and, the, and I say to the cop, go in and tell this guy exactly what happened. So he goes in there, and he says to the, says to the guy what happened. And the cop gets in the car and says, see you later. All right, bye. And I said to the guy, um, did he tell you what happened? And he's like, yeah, no problem. Um, and I was thinking to myself, remember I said it to you, Reed, I bet you that car breaks down at that same mile marker every week. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> so he knows, and I said, did the cop say anything to, about um, us paying him? No. no. Why would you pay him? He just gave you a ride to town. And I was like, all right. So we went into this store right beside there, and there was an American guy that owned it. And I said to Reed, I bet you this guy will be able to help us out. So I tell him the whole story, and he goes, Okay, and he locks his store and walks me and Reed to City Hall in Cozumel, right? But starts banging on the door of the City Hall. This cop comes out. He puts me and Reed in a room with him. He speaks perfect Spanish. And the chief of police came in, who was the most intimidating guy. He was a big, big guy, comes to sit, sits in there, and we tell him the story or whatever. And he says something to the effect of, well, how can I help you out if I don't know who did it? Oh, here you go. There's the selfie of me with the two boys. And he goes, all right. So anyway, it starts getting like eerie, like he's going in and out. And uh, I like get this feeling that like they're not so much on our side. And the American guy goes, no, you guys are totally good. It's not. And I was like, I don't like this feeling. So I'm like, I leave. I just get up and walk out of the police station because I'm and Reed's like, I'm staying. I'm getting our money back. And I'm like, all right. So when I go outside, the entire police force of Cozumel is out there. And this guy, remember what, all 12 of them? No, there was way more than 12. It seemed like an army at this point. When you're five foot eight, you got all these guys with guns. Reed, remember right, so the guy 16, with, excuse me. Reed, remember the guy with the eye? 
Absolutely. Yeah, the sergeant. He had he had one he had one eye, but like his eye was like it didn't he had one work. Eye. No, but it didn't, and he was really big, and it, his eye it didn't work, but it was open, but it wouldn't like someone he would blink. This one would stay open, so he's like this right here, and he's like, and he looks at me and goes. He's a cyclops. I really hope. Oh, and he froze like YouTube that. Channel. I hope you're seeing what we see right now. He's literally frozen like that. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Morgan needs to put more than one dollar on his phone at a time. <laughs> oh, Lorcan, if you were single, you're oh my god, uh, your your okay Cupid account would be destroyed right now. Woo! Uh, I, I I at least I know what the picture is for the podcast on YouTube. Oh yeah, my take god, take a screenshot that's of so this. Good. True. Well, listen real quick. While while Lorcan's frozen. I really, really want to ask a very, very serious question real quick to Seabass and Mark here, and I'll have Mark answer first. But, I mean, we, we finally have a chance to talk to uh, tour pros, and obviously people are hearing about, like, when people are going to be seeing golf again or whatever. But in terms of how you guys go about your lives, uh, starting with Mark and then Sebastian, what, what, what's happened for you guys so far? I mean, how, are, how have things changed, and, and what do you guys think the future is going to be for you guys? Yeah, I've actually been pretty fortunate. Texas, uh, for whatever reason, hasn't been hit that bad, and we haven't had a lot of closures. Um, all of our golf courses, for the most part, are still open. You know, we have a lot of regulations in place, like uh, one to a cart, no rakes in the bunkers, you know, no divot stuff. So, I mean, they're, they're being safe about it, but I've played – you know, four times a week for the last couple of weeks. So my preparation's still been there, which Good is on really nice. I think it's an advantage for me. Um, and as for coming back, I think I think the plan that they made was great. Um, who knows if we'll get there? I think it's possible. We're definitely going to have to, you know, change a lot of the normal day-to-day -day stuff that we do, but I, I definitely think it's possible. No, that's wonderful. And we, I mean, it's good to hear that, like you said, you're playing four times a week. I was always wondering, aside from what we see on social media or just like overall exposure of who's practicing or who's not, who's doing what. Like, yeah, I'm playing three times a week. I feel pretty good too. Sebastian, what about you? It's basically the same situation here. Uh, we've been lucky enough that TPC has stayed open where a lot of the courses around us actually have closed down completely. Um, but same kind of situation, um, one person a cart, um, no coolers on carts. Um, you can, yeah, basically, you have to just stay away from each other. Um, I have no idea what yeah. Reed's doing, but it's really Reed, Reed looks yeah, like Reed. a guy. <laughs> yeah, sit just sitting down. What the hell, man? It's boring, <laughs> yeah. Huh? yeah, yeah, there you go. You're fine. You're fine. He, Reed uh, looks like he's in a plane while it's crashing. Go ahead, Sebastian. Yeah. <laughs> No, we've been fortunate that the course has been open here the whole time. We've been able to, to use it like like we have been normally. So it's been nice. And I agree with Mark that I hope we can get to the plan that they put in place now and get started, um, which for now seems reasonable and possible. You just never know because, uh, I mean, I don't know if we're actually seeing slowdowns with the whole spread still. Um, or not so I just think it depends on the, the areas it's gonna come down to some of the areas that we are gonna go to if they're ready so we might see like the rest of the schedule might have to see one or two like have to drop out because of that area is not ready yet 
So are you guys are you guys planning like you're gonna be playing at the Schwab or Hilton Head right now or something? Yeah, I mean, I think you have to. I think you have to be ready for that. And I mean, it's like I said, I think Texas has been one of the better places. Um, obviously, we still have cases, we still have people hurting, but uh, I think it's realistic that we could start when it does. So you got to be ready for it. Um, I mean, I think I think travel is going to be the biggest. Biggest thing, like, I don't know if we're going to be able to do testing from tournament to tournament, but I, I mean, it's also when you're there, it's like people leave the course, they go to hotels, like, are we all going to have to stay at the same hotel? Is it just going to be one test? Is it going to be registration before you play, after you play? Who knows? I mean, there's so much left to be decided, and it's still a long ways away. So I think we just have to kind of plan for that June 8th return. Um, but there's still a lot of questions to be answered. It's it's so far away. We just needed a plan to kind of wrap everyone's head around it. Ed, what do you think? I just think all I heard was the word testing, and I just think to myself, every caddy I know is getting syphilis. I get it. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't catch it. I don't know. I, don't, I, I mean, that's. I was just looking at the calendar, and that would be, you know, we would all be meeting there seven weeks today, and. Uh, I don't know. I, I'll tell you what. I'd be shocked if we were there, but man, it'd be great. It would be. Great. So, I mean, you're you're uh, you're our one international caller. I mean, literally, in case this goes down poorly in the record books. I mean, that yeah, I, yeah. not saying anything. <laughs> you guys are, As it either is right now, the the our quarantine got extended today for another two weeks, so we're not going to be out until May 11th. Mm. And I mean, wow. this doesn't affect golf, but the borders closed until at least May 30th. Ed, well, what yeah. if you get stuck there, Ed, and see the last name? I got every word of that. Yeah, I said, oh, Ed, what happens if, if you get stuck in Colombia and then Seabass needs someone? Uh, well, hey, Zach, I, I'll recommend you. Mini no! tour legend. Future <laughs> mini tour legend. Oh, wait a you know, second. Zach, is, Zach is a mini tour player. I'm out of work for Future. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, Jerry, yeah, but okay. Jerry, Zach's a mini tour player. <laughs> maybe yeah, maybe player. maybe he's Seabass a will have a uh, caddy, not a player. That's how it goes, Ed. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Hey, Zach, how are, how are you going to get if into you the can't United do States? You teach. I'm a PE teacher. Come on. <laughs> Can I throw I just throw in there that I will say the tour seemed like they were preparing early on for the whole international situation. That the tour has made everyone aware and wanted wants to know where everyone is so they can like they were actually like actively working on making sure people and team members and so forth can get to the States and get to the tournaments. Yeah. They're at least working on it. So it's not just up to us. The tour is actually helping. Yeah, they're under figuring it out because Scott Sejanek, who's the uh, president of the uh, Caddy Network, he actually called me to see if I was in the States and was my plan to stay in the States through the start of the tournament or was I going back to Ireland because they weren't sure if I lived in Ireland or the States. So the Lorcan, who, Lorcan, who's your, Lorcan, who's your contact? Scott Sajanek, he works for Jason Duffner. He's the president of the Caddies Association. Who oh, cool. Say it one more time. No, because I wouldn't say it the same twice. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to ask. Uh, I miss that. I miss that humor. Three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I got to ask Marcus. We know Seabass. He's busy with his uh, baking <laughs> and his piano playing. What about you, Mark? Do you have anything else you're doing besides golf? No, you I play drum or something? I have zero other skills. Just all Actually, in on golf. I, I was going to say, uh, 
me and Jared. Sebastian have been playing Division together online, and we've been getting pretty nice. good. I'm not gonna lie. That's what I was gonna say, Jerry, when you asked Mark earlier what he's been up to, and he's. I, ho- I was hoping he was gonna say we're almost done saving Washington D.C. because yeah, that's what you're Okay, it's literally a, a pandemic, a virus outbreak that's killed everyone, and now it's just all the mess, and you have yeah. to save it. So, that's, Reed, I that's hope that's your finger. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely, it was. He's been doing it a lot. <laughs> mm. Mm. Uh, yeah. What what happened in the uh, in the match, Sebastian Reed? Oh, dude! I should, oh, oh, yeah. Man. It was good though, man. It was good. Hey, Sebastian, I can I can beat it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, wait a second. Yeah. That was your. If that was your. Ed, sit down. Yeah, Hold yeah. on. I want to say a lot Take of people. Two. A lot of people can. Okay. But oh man, everyone, everyone's biting their collars right now. Okay, I'm done. Go ahead, everyone. Release. <laughs> Better biting than sucking. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Let's just say Reed smashes the ball pretty hard. <laughs> now the direction it's going. He's a ball smasher. Yeah. An inch and a half at 100 miles an hour hurt. Yeah. I asked you guys how he played, and he was like, Reed hits it pretty far. I was like, oh, cool. Like, what did he shoot? How's his short game? And he was like, Reed hits it pretty far. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I like that. You just need one thing. over the top on his one yeah. thing. Yeah. That's why you just need one thing, really. That's why I take the mental game. That's what, that's what golf, not playing golf does to you, man. You have you just no need idea one how thing. good PGA Tour players. Zach, Zach can shoot 120 and never get upset. Exactly. Mental We're not all fortunate enough to see Bass and Mark to just be able to shoot like 60 on the world's hardest courses. Some of us have to be good at one thing and one thing only. Mine it does not involve the golf club. I lost fifty dollars to Hubs last fall, and that'll be the last time we ever play for money. <laughs> <laughs> what What'd you guys play? Horseshoes? I mean, we played like dumb. I played like a freaking dummy. I played him on his home golf course on a Sunday morning. And what, what was he giving you strokes? Come on, give us some context here. I think that he gave me at least three aside, but I know that I beat him on one hole. It was a par three over water, and I made a stupid gagger of a putt. <laughs> That's super no. hard. Yeah, and I was so happy because I went out thinking. I'm going to do pretty good against this guy. This is going to be all right. No, no, it never ends well against PGA Tour. <laughs> now, you're singing my song, Lorcan. I've rang many 200-yard uh, flag six over ponds. But isn't that <laughs> hilarious? And I know I know that every – even uh, Sebastian and, and Mark, you guys have guys at your clubs. I know you do that think, they're, that think they can play on the PGA Tour. Like young kids. It's ridiculous. We, it's unbelievable. It's yeah, I mean – I have no idea how, how good you guys are. I I definitely know people like that, but I also sympathize with them because I feel like I can do that sometimes in other sports. Like, oh, yeah, I can hit a home run. Can you well, just tell us? I've practice with the AAA team, and I definitely cannot hit a home run. <laughs> so it's so Maybe funny. Just a layup. Hey, but Mark, Mark, it's not as bad as seeing that one NASCAR driver, like, a drive for a layup at halftime somewhere and it looked like he just like saw a basketball for the first time ever or, or he saw sneakers on his feet for the first time ever something was wrong I mean there's like there's being like hey we're not good at this stuff and there's uncoordinated yeah like, for sure. that's that's why being a professional golfer like you are is like you know you have to have a certain amount of coordination so we would 
forgive me, assume that you wouldn't like, you know, like do that on the basketball court. Forgive me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, Daniel Summerhays and I had this conversation last year in Denver going down a fairway and I uh and I was saying um, it's that hole in Denver that was like 700 and something yards and he made a four in the practice round and I was like man people have no idea how good uh, PGA Tour pros are I said like I uh, same thing I said everybody has a, a kid at their club that thinks they can play on tour and it's ridiculous and I said I play a lot of pickleball and I said sometimes I catch myself saying oh I could do this for a living like I could be a top 100 player in the world of pickleball and Summer Hayes goes uh, yeah um I am top 100 in the world of pickleball. His, his pickleball ranking is higher than his world golf ranking. <laughs> How much do you think pickleball players make, yeah, Larkin, was, that top 100? I was going to say, what does that amount to? Yeah, I'm like, you wouldn't have a pool if you were top 100 pickleball. That was <laughs> I mean, top 100 billions doesn't amount to shit, sir. It would be Homeless Morris, your Twitter handle. Yeah, I'd have oh. a pickleball career. It would be a blow-up blow up pool. <laughs> Harsh. Yeah, but it sounds cool. <laughs> hey, to be fair, Lorcan, Sebastian and Mark were, were those kids who thought they could play with, with the PGA Tour pros at some point in their career, right? No. <laughs> no you, guys, you guys were like, oh, I'm never going to – you just stumbled upon it? No, I mean, I, I think we always believed in ourselves, but there's a difference between, like, believing you can do it and thinking it's easier than it is. Like we always had humble respect for it, where that's the difference. It's where it's kind of like people see it and they don't understand everything that goes into it, whereas we understood the majority of the battles that we were facing ahead of us. Do you guys, did you guys ever have, like, either one of you, the moment where you're like, holy shit, I made it, like, I'm one of the best golfers in the world? Um, probably my rookie year on tour in 2015, I got paired with Phil on Sunday at the Humana, the Palm Springs Broem event, um, and played really well that day. Uh, we both finished top 20. I beat him by one, had like a good birdie on 17, most nervous I've ever been in my life. So that was kind of my like moment where I was like, oh, all right, cool. I can do this. I made it. Welcome to the show. Yeah. That was my welcome to the show moment. For sure. You see Bass, you gave a look like, no. Oh, exactly. no, I he, like, I saw, no, he wasn't saying no. He was smiling. See, Bass, go. Yeah, Reed, I, I feel like it was probably when we played behind Tiger at Farmers this year. That was nuts, man. With Snets and Reed. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's, I that's mean, that was like, okay, this is the big tour. <laughs> yeah, this is the real PGA Tour, not the yeah. PGA Tour he's yeah. been playing. Yeah, not the you know, Bermuda Open. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, that was the first time. That was the first time I had ever seen crowds like that. I mean, it, it wasn't. That, I mean, it was a lot of people, but it was just like people were sprinting and running to follow Tiger. Right. Well, that I mean, wasn't that kind of like when Tiger started? I mean, it's like the, the whole Tiger boom. I mean, regardless of, I'm sorry, Seabass, if you're winning or not, mm -hmm. or Mark, if you're winning or not, or whatever. If Tiger's up there or whatever, he's doing good. It's going to create that buzz. I mean. Like, you could – see, Max, you could hook one left into the rough, and everyone's going to flock to the pill because they don't know whose it is. It turns out it's you when you get up there. No big deal. But still, they didn't know. I mean, that was such a low no blow. <laughs> <laughs> he never hits it left. Like, very, very passive. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, that's true. That's true. I didn't do a good – I didn't do a thorough scouting report. To be fair, I just, I was just, I was picking directions and names. Until okay. I, yeah, that, that's a question for Ben. Yeah. Take a shot at him. Oh, good ben. point. Yeah, you know what? That was chambered for Ben, and he's not he's here. He's busy so. weightlifting. 
My bad. Did <laughs> you wait lifting? <laughs> I heard he was weightlifting. That's all I, I know. Did you know he doesn't do this? I went out for a friend trade with his friend Barry. At the same time, come on. <laughs> oh. So we we got a couple questions from fans out there, and I guess I could ask it in relation to you guys with your caddy partners. Is there a favorite course that like? Do you guys have a favorite course as a pair, or is it all just individual? Caddies go first. Uh, I'll start. I mean, I I like golf courses in in a whole for golf courses that I like them, but I definitely, when I go to a golf course, I'm imagining how we're going to play it. Reed, what, Reed, is that your finger or your toe? What the fuck? <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a wandering thumb. That's just How long are your hands? <laughs> that was good, yeah. Uh, there, there's I... golf courses that we like and golf courses that we, you know, uh, each, each enjoy, but I think there's also some courses that set up uh, better for some people than others, and you know you also look at that when you go to golf courses too. How are we going to play this? So I mean, as a as a, an answer to your question, do we have a favorite golf course? I mean, I don't really have a favorite one, but um, you know, I love I love Sawgrass. I love the Honda. I love the PJ uh, National down there. And there's, there's there's certain courses here and there, but when it comes down to it, like you treat every golf course the same way and prep the same way and do your whole routine and whatnot. I think I think Reed loves Florida courses. He played college golf at UCF, so I think he's a yeah. the boy, whether he loses it or not. But I, yeah, and Reed had a win in Florida as well. I hear with some guy named Homeless Hubs. That's right. Oh yeah, that wasn't. That wasn't. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. How did you get that job? <laughs> you know what? Long, long story short, I was sitting. I was sitting, getting ready to go to uh, Eastern Colorado. <laughs> to, go, to go club caddy at a, at a, at a golf course in the fall, and I was sitting there. Where, in, in, in Greeley? Huh? In Greeley, Colorado? What's Don't talk Eastern shit about Colorado. Colorado. Hey, Eastern <laughs> Colorado. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mr. Hubbard. Sorry, I'm you can talk shit about Greeley. Never mind. I'm from Colorado. Yeah, I'm sorry. I've been in Colorado for years, but I also spent time in Greeley. I'm sorry. Greeley is bad. It sounds like cow poop every single day of your entire life. You wake Zach, up we just have the time indoors. of the episode. That is the truth. Oh, nobody's ever spoken the truth more. There's a city in America that smells like cow poop. I'm sorry, Reed. Go ahead. And then you can have Lorcan's eye in there. So it was out, it was out in Holyoke, Colorado, which is probably even more bumfuck. But uh, anyway, I was going to go out there and caddy, and Lorcan got in touch with me, and her hubs needed help in Boise. So I drove up and uh, started from there. But yeah, Lorcan, Lorcan was the founding father of uh, our working relationship and our, our friendship and whatnot, and, and I can't thank him enough. And if Lorcan could do it again, he'd have taken the job himself if he could see into the crystal ball in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Better not give no, Ben the link. That's I'd, be, what I was yeah. gonna say. I'd be a lot wealthier. <laughs> you know what actually you know what that's that's a good point uh, i'm sorry real i'm sorry to cut you off ed but i mean we got some golfers here we got some uh caddies here who know how to play golf we get asked a ton because maybe it's be I, i'm a caddy myself on the staff or whatever but i mean a lot of people ask what's the difference in becoming a caddy for this or caddy for that or being a player for this player for that part of me feels like I'm talking to five guys right now where it doesn't matter what your handicap is. It just depends on where you're at in life in terms of if you're on tour or not. Does anyone have anything to lend to that in terms of just luck of the draw or 
where you land in life or i mean i don't even want to say it's luck i mean a lot of it's talent obviously but i mean jesus christ it, it just like it, it right place right time cannot be ignored am i wrong i think you're right when it comes to finding a good relationship or a good caddy but like it goes both ways uh it's a lot of times it's just luck of the draw you just coming out like when i came out it took me forever it's the first real guy that i've had that's been solid um that i feel like we could keep working forever um aliens hey hey they they but, are they've they've always made me laugh the most when it came to growing up in sitcoms and everything like that i'm not gonna lie i mean but it, it takes a while it's just you, you you can't predict when it happens it's like love no but you can say like you can say i mean they could like ed lorkin or reed i mean they could probably tell you who they would think that are the best caddies on tour from what they've gotten to know by now like i couldn't tell you who some of the good caddies were really i mean you know see well i I, I could i could tell you who bench presses the most but i mean it doesn't matter if (laughs) drive it the longest or whatever i mean i i get exactly what you're saying it, yeah. that's why i said that's why i asked you guys i mean your shoes could mean so easily different feet so to speak i mean just in terms of one guy's a caddy one guy's a pro golfer it just balls bounce a different way literally so to speak i mean is there anything to lend to that mark yeah for sure i mean i think as far as golf goes it is playing well at the right time i mean i know guys who i think have that I've come up with over the years that I think are more talented than me that I've never made it. Um, whether or not it, you know, there's something in their game I can see or not, you know, it is a lot just playing well at the right time, figuring out their game. And then, and our, a lot of our caddies have that game. I think as far as finding a caddy that works for you uh, the same way as I don't think there's one recipe to be a good professional golfer. I don't think there's one recipe to be a good caddy. I think it's finding that match. I think everybody needs something different. Um, and I don't think, you know, like who knows, like fluff who is regarded as one of the best guys forever. He's been around for forever. He could be horrible for me. I don't know. He could be great for me. I don't know. It's, you know, well, it's but such, Carmen might disagree with your swing plane too. Dog. Exa- I mean, exactly. It's such a unique relationship. Um, and it's more just about finding someone you can, you know, in a lot of ways, just enjoy your time with for six days a week for seven hours a day and someone who can you know like for me I, I feel like I like to be aggressive Reed's pretty conservative so we balance each other out um I think Reed can can somebody help. wake Reed up no I'm, I'm here, here. I'm, <laughs> I'm in deep thought <laughs> no he's not he's not in deep thought it's like Reed obviously Reed can see more than Mark because he's twice as tall as Mark so I mean he has twice as much to worry about on the course <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I think, I think you know, read someone who wants to know every number, wants to know every where every blade of grass is, and I'm someone who just wants to drop the ball and not tee it up and just slap it and hope it ends up well. And so we kind of balance each other out. So it's kind of, you know, finding that person who makes you better in the areas that you need to be better at and, you know, someone who can kind of let you do your thing in the areas that you're proficient at. Mark, you said something real interesting right now that I just want to interrupt everybody if they have a thought on anything right now. You just said some people go out and slap it around. What are you talking about? How often do pros go out there and just mail it in? Uh, well, that's not super what I meant with slap it around. It's more just like see it and hit it. But, yeah, I, I definitely would 
say, you know, people can, I don't want to mention any names, but yeah, there's definitely guys that, that ship it in when they're not playing well. I'm more meant just like, I'm a type of guy that just wants to like see the target, hit the target. Like I'm not someone who's going to think about a bunch of stuff. I'm just going to trust my process, trust my swing and just like see it and hit it. And it, if I had a caddy who was like that, then we would probably miss some things throughout the round. But read someone who likes to really break down a course. Um, and so he can, you know, when he sees me maybe overlooking something, he can stop me and be like, hey, back off and let's take this into consideration. And to be fair, Mark, I wasn't trying to get you on anything. No, 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 no. yeah. I was, just, I was just trying to get you on a good question, so to speak. But Seabass, uh, you got anything to say to, in that vein at all? I, the ones that pissed me off or the ones that you realize some guys just don't practice and then they go out and play great. <laughs> and there are those well, guys. What's wrong like, with that, though? That's I like mean, the students who don't it, study just... and ace their test or whatever, you know? Exactly. But then, again, if you take a step back and think about it, you're like, oh, if he actually practiced, wonder what he actually could do. That's why I think you have to think about it. Uh, but, no, take it, take it from me, dog, who I don't practice. I love where my game's at, and I don't practice. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know I know a couple guys, one guy from my college team and actually one of my old caddies who are definitely better golfers now that they don't golf full-time. So, I mean, I, golf's a complicated game, man. Like, it messes with your head. If you're – I mean, there's definitely people who – You can who definitely are, do it too much. Yeah, there's definitely people sure. who have worked their way out of success, for sure. Yeah. The same way there's people who have worked their way into success who probably weren't as talented. So it goes. Well, Hubs, Hubs, have you been around long enough to uh, enjoy Anthony Kim? Speaking of working their way out of his success, I mean. Yeah, I mean, he's he's still more of kind of a mythical creature. I never got the pleasure of meeting him or even better hang out with him post-golf. Uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> But he uh, – <laughs> Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I just saw a cascade of laughter. After One too many laughs. I've only heard. Uh, heard. He might have missed I, the I podcast have tonight. I to to that Anthony yeah. Kim story. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, he was, he was kind of more there when I was in college, and he was definitely kind of one of those guys that – he was like the great white buffalo of golf. Like, we never saw him, and we didn't know how he did it, but he was really, really good. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry I smothered the uh, professionals with the questions, but, I mean, Caddy, jump in, talk, go. Lorcan will talk, but I mean, Ed, you go first. Well, you, you know, all I, wanted to, all I wanted to actually say was I just, it just reminded me that this – Hubs will back me up on this for sure, is that, Hubs, can you believe that there was a there was an option between an $8 and a $12 fare over to Cozumel? And Reed chose the twelve dollar fare. Yeah, <laughs> Reed will sleep in a camper with no bathroom. Reed's like eight dollars every tournament, and yet what's it? Three miles, y'all swim. It's fine. That's right. That's hey. There's hey, a lot hubs. of sharks. Hey, I thought, I thought hubs. Why I thought don't we ask how much dollars now? Is right now. I, I thought hubs. I thought the hubs would be impressed that he took the boat. I remember hubs came to me last year when you guys were doing well on the web. He said, "Man, I'm worried about Reed. He drives everywhere. Like, I'm, is he not? Am I not paying him enough? Or is he not making exactly. enough money? Like, why does he, he not fly?" It. <laughs> it was. I, I would rather drive ten hours and fly two and a half hours. I know you would. It's I know. It was. It was. I'm honestly, surprised you didn't swim to Cozumel. 
It was New York. It was New York last year. Like it was, we had locked our cart up. Like we were in after, uh, after, like we were in or after Chicago. Yeah, and like you stayed in literally like a oh in New York, like one hundred and fifteen dollars for the whole week. Are you talking about New York trailer? Like it looked pretty, but I'm like, yeah, but I pay him like as far as Patty goes. Like, are you talking about New York? Yeah, up, up oh, my cabin, man. My no, you, there's no, you def, you, if he said it looked pretty, you showed him, you bullshit, Hubbard, he bullshitted you because the cabin, <laughs> the place that he was staying in was not pretty. He's just trying <laughs> to guilt you into giving him more money. He had, we, we, we had a practice run that week. Remember, we had a practice run that week and Reed was showing us the pictures of the camper that he was staying in. Proudly. And Reed, I mean, Reed, you can't tell, maybe you should put the camera back on the other direction, but Reed is a, no. is a tall guy. He's like six. Four, six, he's like six ten or eleven. We get it. We get it. We get it. Freakishly yeah, tall. Been sleeping in that camper. Hey, I'll, I'll tell you this. It's like his legs hung out the bottom and his toes milled. One of the selling points was that thing was like two miles from the golf course. Who did you stay with? I can't remember. I was. It was only a two mile walk. That's right. It was only a two mile right. walk from the golf course. <laughs> hey, but that was also that was the greatest week because we were having beers on Sunday night at that in the. Creek Tavern. Yeah, Creek Tavern. And Lorcan came in with no shirt on and his bib on and bought a round for everybody in the bar because he had just happened to win that week. So that was also a good one. Oh, congrats, Lorcan. Well, no, we had uh, Ryan and I had like a three hour chipping lesson on Tuesday with uh, Tim Wilkinson, who, in my opinion, has one of the best short games in the world. Three hours? Um, We were out there for all all afternoon. And uh, Tim just, and he turned Ryan around. We went out on, on uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Short game was unbelievable. It was in a place I'd never seen it before. Late Sunday afternoon, <laughs> we beat Tim. We beat Tim Wilkinson in a playoff yeah, to win the say, golf we tournament. Gotta, we got to pause uh, that. Do you think Tim was seriously regretting that? <laughs> I know. So uh, we we go to shake hands, and he and he and he. And you'll see it in the video. He shakes my hand and he pulls me in, and he said, "That's the last fucking chip and lesson you'll ever get from me." That's what he. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll never forget it. It was the funniest shit. Ever. It's funny your your Irish accent, so just like just like just like Tim's. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty fair. Hey, speaking of talented athletes, by the way, Tim Wilkinson is a scratch golfer, right-handed. He's a left-handed really? golfer. Yes, I did He's not a- know that. Absolutely. We watched him hit balls in Wichita last That's year. That's actually Lorcan funny you bring that up. I just I just saw this off the top of my head. Here's another question for Seabass and Mark real quick. Uh you fellows are righties. How how good would you say, considering you guys are like athletic or have hand eye coordination or whatever? I mean, I've been hitting a lot of lefty shots out of the gorse lately at Bannon Dunes. How hard is it to golf lefty if you're righty? Honestly. I mean, just like the be I'm sorry, tell me. I feel like it's very, very individual because some guys it's easy enough to just flip it around and somewhat hit it and make contact. I will say it's few guys that have like a picture perfect swing left-handed, but then some guys look like they can swing it left-handed, but they can't make contact. Like it's like, looks like he's never played golf before. 
I'm, I'm not assuming you guys are like prodigies when going lefty. Well, I always joke around telling people saying, if you're sober and you're a righty golfing, swing lefty, you look drunk while sober. It, it's just like, it's just one of those things where mechanically most of us can't, well, you know, get the A's and the B's and the shoulders down. But Mark, what do you think? I'll, yeah, I'll stop you right there because I've seen Seabass's lefty swing and it's very, very technically sound, just like his righty swing. Whereas mine just looks like I'm swinging a pool, a pool noodle on both sides, just like all over the place. Oof, okay. But You're not giving yourself enough credit, man. You got a great golf swing. You want a taste? Yeah. Yes, let's see. There, there it is. <laughs> That's not even your, your staff. That's your competitor. Wow. Zach, maybe you need to try lefty, man. Like, he's just a technically, ah, sound, Zach, maybe you're a technically sound guy. Like, me and Seabass, we should be playing in the Zurich Classic right now. Oh man! Of course, no. That's, that's actually and, fact, fact and we make a good team right because he's very technically sound, and I'm very like dig it out of the dirt. Let's work it. Well, he, I mean, he works the ball a lot, but we just have like, as when it comes to the golf swing, like we have different mindsets, and we see the game similar enough to work well, but different enough to like complement each other. But his, we played lefty at Top Golf. Oh, I feel like I I might have won. I don't know. (laughs) When when you guys there were pitchers involved. Yeah, I don't remember, but I will say his golf swing's pretty solid. I was impressed. Talking about Tim, I just happened to have a a righty swing of Tim Wilkinson. Yeah, watch it. Want to see that? Oh, oh, that's pretty good. That's better than his. Freaking lefty. <laughs> well, no, it's, here's the funniest thing. It is. Sometimes at a TPC, I'll come out there and Timmy is grinding with all his speed sticks and bands and all kinds of stuff on the range. And I go up there and I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm trying to get some speed. Because as Reed can probably attest to, he doesn't hit it very far. He's awesome. I uh, love that guy. Then I'll bring my trackman up there and we'll do some stuff and he'll be like hammering it left handed, getting to like, what, 110 or something? Club at speed, and he'll be like, "Hey, take my driver right-handed," and he hits one ten right-handed as well. So I'm like, <laughs> "I feel like you're without doing, doing any stuff." Yeah, that might be my problem. Like Ed says, maybe I'm lefty. I maybe think I that's. Biggest, I mean, we can hit it okay, lefty, but I can't get any distance. No, yeah, speed. I can't get Every speed club lefty. Goes but Tim, he's pretty much the same speed righty as he is lefty with a driver. Yeah. I, oh, Steve I love you. Yeah. You're, you're the smartest man in the world. I love you. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Uh, going back to our, our other conversation, it sounds like, man, I got a pretty good business opportunity here. Um, I think we need to make a caddyplayermatch.com. And just to, you know, get everyone with their right match, man. Tinder for PGA players. That's sort of, that's sort of how. We'll call it, instead of calling it grinder, we'll call it grinder. Grinder. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've I've seen Lorcan in a man thong, and uh, I'm sure that'll be his profile pic. No one wants that. He's, Nobody he's wants. Look at hey! Not don't knock it. Look at the smile abroad to his face. Look at the man smiling from ear to ear. I'm trying not to throw. <laughs> you can never unsee that. <laughs> you wouldn't want to. It looks unbelievable. That's right. <laughs> I just have this vision of him in his in his Borat suit with his with his bib on, buying his own. My wife. <laughs> <laughs> my sister, she's now my cool prostitute in all of Ireland. 
we we could have just done a ninety minute Borat podcast, and that would have been great. <laughs> yeah. we can't, I can't stop right now. Yeah, well, you know, Ed, what's so funny is I almost wore the Borat suit <laughs> oh with a tie. <laughs> only my wife no, has a high. My wife no. has a very very good job, and. She's the only one working right oh, now, God. and it's not a good time for her to lose her job over her idiot husband in the bull rat suit with the tie. So, <laughs> should have done it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we see how much you care about our podcast. Clearly. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Jesus. Oh goodness. Excuse me. Uh, I guess, so, uh, yeah, you guys were supposed to be teeing it up in New Orleans. That would have been huge, but. There's always next year. I know that'll be know. that'll be something. I was pretty bummed about that. Reed and I were going to room together. That would have been a <laughs> that was a highlight. tough week. I think <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> let me let me ask we, you guys. We uh, had Reed and I had a room booked in in Frenchman's Quarter in uh, downtown New Orleans, and we were going to have a good time that week. I think, but. So we, got, we would have no seen you guys was, on like whole six of our first. Yeah, round. well, that's gonna say like it's that. There was a day. I don't remember. If it was, I think it was a practice day that we went out. Oh, it was in Nashville. Nashville. In Nashville. Nashville yeah. We talked about this on my pod last week about where they told me come downtown at three o'clock in the afternoon. But I was like, no, that's I'm good. Right. Go ahead, pick it, it, it up. It was a Tuesday night. It was a Tuesday. No, it was a Monday. Is it Monday night or a Tuesday night? One of the two. Yeah, and we, Reed and I, Reed and I decided to go into downtown nashville and it was pretty fun we thought we'd be back about seven or eight and we got back i think about seven or eight a.m <laughs> and then we went straight to the tee and we had a practice round with c-pass and hubs and yeah we were quiet that day i think but anyways we scraped it through you know yeah you gotta do what you gotta do really we were quiet that day. ed ed alton does that to people i'm telling you I was not drinking for months, and we went to Bermuda, and I stayed with them, and we went downtown with uh, with uh, John, right, who owns uh, the Daryl Survey Company, and I wasn't oh, the, yeah, right. till about oh, 11, 11 o'clock at nighttime, and then I finally had had enough. I couldn't be around these guys any longer. It was either start drinking or go home, because these guys were like beyond the point of return, so I started drinking. At four o'clock in the morning, Ed and I are arguing with a taxi driver over the fare of how much he charged us from the city to our Airbnb. And well, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. What was the fare? Because I, I've argued many Tijuana cabbies. Oh no, this is ridiculous. This was a legit. This is a legit argument. Like, it was maybe like, wasn't it? No, wasn't it like twenty-eight dollars typically? At twenty-eight to thirty bucks, and this guy was charging yes. us like sixty Woo. or seventy. So I gave him, we gave him like $35. I mean, he, and uh, he said, no, get back. And I was like, just call the cops. We'll be right here. Yeah. We're, we're staying in this Airbnb. We're staying in the blue door, whatever color our door was. That was it. It was like a ripoff. But anyway, long story short, if you, if you want to get up early in the morning, don't go out with Ed because you'll have a great time and you will not get up early in the morning. <laughs> Jesus, Ed. <laughs> oh, that was, hey, I never miss a tea time. No, you don't. You're never ever. That's what's impressive. <laughs> you guys None stay together in the French. That's why we're all here, Jesus. Hey, imagine these two in the French Quarter. Have you seen the opening scene for Four Weddings and a Funeral, where the where the alarm clock no, goes off? No, Lorcan. No. <laughs> the alarm clock goes off, and they're like, "Fuck, fuck, fuck!" And they run around, get extra quick, get in the car, and speed up, and they just barely make the, the wedding every time. <laughs> That's where I give Reed credit. I've never seen something like this. He wakes up like five hours before the tea time, no matter what oh, time. Yeah. Sleep. Unbelievable. 
by oh, far Reed, the earliest Reed has, one. Reed has a, a, a 8 Reed, that's, that's why, Reed, that's why we're kindred spirits, baby. Why? Now I feel even worse for you, Reed, because you guys had so many, like, first off tea times all fall in the start exactly. of the Exactly. Right? <laughs> Six forty. When we were in Florida, we, we were just in Florida. It was the last, it was the last event that, uh, that Seabass and I were in was at the Honda. And Hubs and Reed were off at the very first or the second tea time, which was 7 o'clock in the morning, something like that. Reed woke up at 3.30 in the morning for that tea time. Right. Mark woke up at like 540. Like, what are you doing? Out of pepper, out of pepper, Reed. Don't let them besmirch you. Out of boy, out of boy. Caddy's got a stretch too. Routine. Yeah, that's right. Reed's a big stretcher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, knee, my knees might yeah, exactly. Jerry just Jerry just had the he's scared out on a stretcher. That was the most <laughs> I've stretched in a while. I mean, I'm just well, trying to live well, up to. <laughs> Is there a preferred tea time amongst players? Last on Sunday. Afternoon, yeah, afternoon. <laughs> Fuck you, Lorcan. I love you. So witty. 11.30. 11.30? That's what I would say. Right in the middle. 4.20. <laughs> oh, Hitler's tea time? Oh, that's cool. 4.20. <laughs> Nobody got that joke. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just got it. <laughs> Sorry. I'm sorry. Let's move on to the next topic. He was sick. Don't worry. Nobody <laughs> listened. <laughs> Excuse yeah, we me. Need, we need some uh, stuff to throw throw Ben under the bus right now. Oh, that's yes. a good point. Yeah. yeah. Get, so, what, get, what well, dirt get well soon, Ben. Yeah. Hey, Lorkin. Lorkin, do you want to tell the JFK story? Or do you want to leave that for Ben? Actually, yeah. I want, I'm going to hear the JFK story. That has to go down. Is that the one with the track man? No, no. Oh, okay. JFK's JF, oh, JFK story ended, uh, ended uh, a lot more. Uh, I, I'll let Lorcan tell it if he wants to tell it. I don't anymore. remember it. We'll let him finish. Let him tell it when he comes on. I don't remember. Wait. Well, I know that. I I know, I, all I know is that we were drinking in JFK and I called Reed about four hours later and he was on a cross country flight and he answered it in his row of seats and he's like, hey, meet my buddy on the flight. And, talk <laughs> Reed, and then I see this arm come in and just confiscate his phone there. FaceTiming <laughs> at 35,000 feet in row 28. I'm glad I know you. I know, I he, was, you. I know he was on a plane because he's in economy and his knees are like right here. So I know that. <laughs> That's why he doesn't like flying. <laughs> yeah. I gotta ask you guys. I thought of this before, then completely forgot about it. You guys mentioned you go to Top Golf. Do you ever go to Top Golf and just play right-handed, and people there are like, "Who the fuck are these guys?" Uh, I'm, I like, have no what? Bad, but can you hit one over the over the net? I tried last time we went. It's hard with those balls because they're so soft. Yeah, it's way hard. Yeah. Probably if you bring like a real ball and a real club, you might be able to. Well, how far is it? How far do you, you need to get it to clear? You don't. You don't pull up with your tour bag. That <laughs> would be amazing. That's what you got. No, but that's that's funny when some guys. That's where you see those guys that think they're really good but aren't yeah. that good. They come fully decked out <laughs> with their own bag. I yeah. hate those guys. <laughs> Oh, clearly our staff hasn't been to a Top Golf before. <laughs> no, I've I've been. I hate those guys. It's ridiculous. I went to the one in the <laughs> Sorry, right sorry Nolan. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> oh. I play so good at the Top Golf. Terrible on the course, but Top Golf yeah, also that could be my thing. 
I could be a pro Top Golf player. They have that. With, oh yeah, and still, game, like, still love you. They have it. It works much better when I say I could do it if they don't actually have it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's not actually, Top Golf in Houston. You know what? And there is. That leads me to a really good question to all five of you guys who have called in here. Who's the best? Who Who's the biggest stick man on tour? And you know what I'm talking about. Who has the most groupies? Who is the biggest? Like, I mean, You're married. Stick man. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Like Michael Rappaport called Derek Jeter the best stick man in baseball or sports, and that that made sense. So when it came to golf, before Graham McDowell had his kids or his family and like got serious. It's a known fact. Who's who's the biggest stick man on the PGA Tour right now? Go. Excluding Tiger. <laughs> yes. Yes, excluding Tiger, for God's sake. Honestly, we, I we feel... Don't, we, don't, we don't include mythology with us mortals. And excluding Reed. <laughs> Definitely Reed. I was Nolan. I was just going to say Reed. Look at him. Jesus Christ. Hey, Jerry, just Jerry I'll, I'll start out by saying in Palm Springs – after it, it might have been like after our Friday round, afternoon round, I go, Do you need a ride to your car? He's like, No, I have a friend picking me up. So I'm like, <laughs> Oh, who's picking you up? He's like, I have a friend picking me up <laughs> to Ed. Now, see, listen, I get that. I'm not, I'm not trying to expose anybody. I'm not trying to, seriously, I just, I've, I'm old enough to know that I've, and I've seen it personally, a lot of Tommy Armour the Third stories. I've seen a lot of like, you know, Tommy stories Day. of, just, I, I've seen a lot of things where it's just like, <laughs> oh, Jesus, see, see, everyone just fell apart. Everyone settled down. Everyone settled down. All I'm saying is, in this day and age, in the, in the 21st century, who is, okay, let me just ask you guys. In the 21st century, who's Tommy Armour the Third on tour? Go. I don't know. No man. idea. Where, me and Seabass. Oh, you have no off. idea. You don't want to say. <laughs> no, no I have really have no idea. We're so I have no idea, but I'm going to go and game. find out. As soon as what I get I back, I'm going to go find out. Is Ed has a lot of game. Yeah. Well, okay. Listen, if my wife let me. I would go to Ed and be like, "Hey, Ed, take me somewhere." Oh. Like old and fat with a smile. Agree, is a good 100%. Thing, right? I agree. I went out with Ed for one night. The yeah. guy does have game. Yes, he does. Yeah. That's fair. No, I'm not. And I'm not going to besmirch the caddies whatsoever. He's and a like, scratch golfer when the sun goes down. I'm not trying to gotcha anybody. I'm just saying. some dirt on the pros. Who, who's, who's the non obvious swagger hound right now that's not Eldrick Tiger Woods or Dustin Johnson or just whatever? I mean, it's just a curiosity. Wait, yeah. I mean. Oh, no. who, who was that that we would see out there with a different girl? Like you could have said Seabass, you could have said Mark Hubbard, and he wasn't here. And I've been like, Bingo, that's a great story. Here, cold nosed. <laughs> but then it's not someone this that was like we would see different girls on different days. Who was that? A younger player. Reed, Reed, cold why nosed. are you laughing so hard? Cold nosed. Oh, I, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're right, you're right, Seabass, because I noticed that too, and I'm trying to remember who it was. Was it the same guy who got flashed at uh, <laughs> Phoenix? Who did this guy's that? really killing it that everyone knows. I'm trying to remember who this is. It's not Jay Don Blake. But I'm trying this to... guy's a real player that you guys all You're like the oldest 24-year-old ever. Yeah, I know. Who was it? <laughs> yeah. This is going to bug me now. I can't remember who that was. Just look through the names. Was it a Canadian? Because that would be awesome. Yeah, no, okay, no, no. for sure it was Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It was Ed Alphen. 
No, but I remember it. It was even like our wives. Who like, said that? Megan, Who's... I'm sure Megan knows. I remember our wives were talking about it. Like, see, that that's a different girl. That's not the same girl he had yesterday yeah, or something well, like that. Uh, Chelsea was telling me about it too. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Who was that? I'm trying to remember. Is there a, is there a PJ Tour Wives Club? No one's going to have here. Why don't you guys get They're very serious? Why don't you guys get the wives on for a podcast? Megan <laughs> oh, wants to come on the podcast. <laughs> oh, you guys need to start off with Stephen Bowditch's message. <laughs> <laughs> Try to ban yoga pants. <laughs> hey, we can talk all the bachelor and bachelorette you want. It's true. No one loves the bachelor. Big bachelor guy. Every podcast needs a bachelor guy. <laughs> Reed, what about you? Do you do you consider yourself the biggest bachelor amongst the caddies? No, only the bachelor, not the bachelor. The bachelor has all the women on it. That's only what I care about. Yeah, no, I but we're talking about you and your personality, dog. Come on. Guys, this is the only no, one. Hey, hey, no, man. I don't do my thing. If one pops in my way, one pops in my way. I just do my thing, man. Let's, you know what I'm let's just state for the record. Yeah, let's well. ask Reed how much rent he's paying at the moment. <laughs> yeah, good idea. Zero. Zero and zero. And why? Let's ask him why. Ask, why? I mean, there, there could be more than one reason. Ask Jerry. Mark will for sure find this funny. So uh, Jerry had FaceTime before when I was with Reed. And we were with a, a companion. Then Reed was on the podcast with us, and there was a girl there, and Jerry obviously didn't know who it was, so he's like, oh, great to see you again. <laughs> Completely different person. I was supposed to go out to eat dinner with Reed in San Francisco last year with Reed and his Oh, companions. we're not going into that. No, and, 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 and I said, that. hey, Reed. Oh, I'll yes, we're I'll, going into I'll, that. No, I'll, I'll be there in, in, in like five minutes, and he's like, okay. So I get there, and I was like, hey, where's uh, so-and-so? And he's like, oh, told her to leave. And I was like, what? Yeah, she pissed me off. I just told her to go. <laughs> just me and Reed. So I was like getting ready to go out with this with this sweetheart and Reed. He's like, no, nah. told her to leave. The man, Reed Martin, legend. Amazing. Don't the worry, legend. Reed. The legend. Don't worry, none of your uh, friends are listening an hour into our podcast just to hear the gossip about them. Yeah, no, I forget yeah. her. We didn't say his name or her name. His no, name is it's no, it's name. It's name. <laughs> It was also the same week my car like broke I've down on the bridge. Couple, Mark and Reed before <laughs> during a practice round where I know someone was with Reed and I asked, where did she go? And Reed said, I told her to go sit in the car. Jesus. <laughs> 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 oh, Jesus Christ. That's obscene. Does that sound true, Reed? <laughs> I told her to sit in the car. Hey, I, I, I won't deny that, but I will say, don't be a fucking bitch. <laughs> I mean, rules That's is rules. The <laughs> it was it was her own fault. That's right. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. I love that. <laughs> uh, okay. So, how did uh, like how did you, Mark, and Seabass end up becoming so close? Obviously, you're not from the same country or anything. So, I feel like there's. I feel like our wives drew us together. Is that what it was? Was it hubs? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like they were. They started hanging out with Charles, uh, Ryan Brum. So yeah. I, you know, I don't know. We just started doing family dinners every week on our own. I mean, we had like known of each other. It's weird. You kind of, you kind of 
for me at least, you kind of end up hanging out with people who are close to you alphabetically because that's how they arrange the locker room. So <laughs> like the people you see every day or people who you get paired with all the time. So we had been in a lot of similar situations, but he's an S, I'm an H, and we just, for whatever reason, were never in the same category. So we didn't see each other a lot. But wait, obviously, wait, how is yeah, you're, you're an S, but you're, you're, an, no, you're an S, Sebastian. Well, yeah, it's like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, you're a C. Like, like we have, we have <laughs> like, you do alphabetical. Same thing, it's just the other way. And you're a certain side. Either way. So, yeah, my bank, yeah. But don't you also agree, like, uh, as regards to we were talking earlier about player and uh, caddy cap uh, compatibility, the caddies, you get close to the caddies that caddy for the players that your player's close to if it's working out. You know, I worked for Ryan Brim for a long time. Ryan's very good friends with Sebastian and Mark, and I've become very good friends with Reed and Reed and Ed. And obviously, uh, ben, Ben's good with these guys too. So, I mean, I think you just, uh, that goes back to the whole thing of relationships. I think the, where yeah, you're all connected. I, I mean, we spend so much time together on the road that if our wives don't get along or our guys don't get along, it's probably not going to It's just, I mean, it's, it's kind of a weird weird dynamic out there i mean it's a traveling circus is what it is right yeah and it's also kind of your traveling family like you see yeah, definitely you, you're actually fa- your actual family or friends from back home or whatever so sebastian does your wife travel to every tournament with you if possible yes yeah same here yeah no i knew that for you mark thank you what's that oh. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been to tournaments you know my whole life now that's oh right. yeah, we can figure it out. It only took one. I'm a very social guy, Mark. I'm a very social guy. Yeah. Social butterfly. What's that? So I, I actually, I actually have one last question for the uh, professional golfers here versus the professional caddies because usually we have caddies on this show, and I'm a caddy myself. But I want to ask the uh, golfers from their perspective, and I'll start with Seabass first. What do you guys expect? or want or need in a caddy well one do not cost me to do something like do not cost me shots you're trying to help me save shots so don't cost me shots um i don't know we it's i think mostly in a caddy you just i'm I'm sorry i'm sorry i realize what's to be in a flyer boss i just i'm just (laughs) We can we can mute exactly. them and put them out of the spot. I just I'm sorry. I, I'm asking this question because a lot of people ask certain questions on one side or the other, and they don't have any perspective. And I and I always talk to a lot of caddies, and I give a lot of caddy perspectives. So I'm asking you, as the professional golfer, what do you, as the professional golfer, like to see uh, in, in your counterpart or your caddy or your man on the side card? I think Mark made a good point earlier about like having two extremes and you're pulling together as you have a good medium um, where I think I tend to very much overanalyze things or get too, I try to dig too much into stuff and see something that might not be there. Or I feel like edge is sometimes he's like, Oh, I didn't think about that. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Let's not worry about that. And then we just go. So yeah, that makes sense. I mean, Mark, what do you got? I, I was joking about it because we're supposed to be playing Zurich, and I feel like Seabass and Reed are more like in that way, and me and Ed are more like in that way. And so we were talk- jokingly like, oh, we'll switch caddies that week. And like Reed and Sebastian would be over there like, that blade of grass is like one high, and like, I don't know, that bunker sand is like, 
this desk, so I gotta like use this web with this bounce, and me and Reed and me and Ed would be over there like, how far do I go? And Ed would be like, I don't know, but check out that bird, and be like, oh, <laughs> 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 All right, so, <laughs> so yeah, it's definitely finding people who compliment you and kind of, I don't know, uh, allow you to use your strengths and minimize your weaknesses. I mean, that's, that, at the end of the day, that's all professional golf is. It's figuring out what your strengths and weaknesses are and, and you know, minimize. No, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, that, that is kind of a, I hate to say it, a golf trap, so to speak, because, I mean, every good caddy says the same thing. Every good golfer says the same thing. I mean, in terms of once you hit that symbiosis of, like, harmony of, how, like, how you play good golf, but it's just, it just, it's hard to explain. It's just one complements the other. And I can dig that too. So, uh, yeah, both that's player cool. and caddy can add and subtract too. That helps for sure. I think. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean I've I've seen bad caddies before, <laughs> and I've seen some golfers before who don't deserve a caddy. I mean, it, it they exist. <laughs> well, yeah, and I mean, some guys, yeah, some guys want every number and want to talk every single shot, and some guys want their guy to just carry the bag. Like it's okay, Mark. I actually sometimes, got a, sometimes I got on the same hole. I got hold on. I got a fun question for Mark. Uh, Mark, no, this is for Mark and Reed. I, oh, that was a good I, question, I, Mark. I've, I've, gotten, I've gotten great information from Reed, but I want to know from Mark here. What? How? God, how do I word this the right way? How far away from the hole do you need to know what yardage you are? Not until you answer my question. Yes. Then <laughs> you're. Oh, grand. sorry. Sorry. Do you have a mustache tattoo on Do your you head? Do you have it? Oh, no. But I dropped that somewhere. Where yeah. is it? <laughs> <laughs> it that's, that's, oh, yeah. It's right here. I can't grow facial hair whatsoever, so I had to make it permanently inked right I there. Can, and I'm considering it. That's awesome. No, don't do it. It hurts. <laughs> oh, God. It hurts so bad. And I have, I have many tattoos all over me. It hurts so bad. That's it's the worst. worst. It's the stupidest thing. It's the worst thing ever. <laughs> I think. Zach, uh, Zach, didn't you just get a tattoo? I did. I got a tattoo of penguins. <laughs> what? I Why swear. are you laughing, Reed? Segway. <laughs> Penguin King, new Netflix series. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what, like 60 yards? I don't know. I don't really have it. New Netflix. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I think when it gets inside of Jared, answer your question. I think when it gets inside of yeah, fifty or sixty, it usually comes down to um, he's he's usually walking up to the green a lot of the times. I mean, most. I think as a as a caddy, you can kind of you learn to feel your player out. Like if they need a number or they don't need a number, right. you know, you know, it's a very situational as well. Like if they've just hit a seven iron, one hundred and twenty yards to a hundred and fifty yard pin. They're not going to want a number from 30 yards because they're going to be hot from this 120 yards. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> no, it's sort of, but would you guys agree, right? You got to feel it out and you got to know, you know your player. Did you play with Ben earlier today? And that's. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are pros, so you see that more often than not. I mean, what, what I was illustrating was it, it, it was like a, it was like a tweet I, I put out a year ago where I, I, some golfer I was catting for, said, hey, what's the yardage here? And I shot it, and I literally looked at him and said, it's your handicap. 
I mean, what are we doing here? I mean, what, what, you want to know what's 35 yards from the hole and you're a 35 handicap? What are we doing here? You may as well just, like, kick it up with your foot. I mean, what, it's all the same. I, I don't know. Reed, when we're out on the mini tour, you're getting every number. I'm going to make you walk it off from, like, 250. Yeah, that's just be sure. <laughs> I want as to walk it off, good. <laughs> I want you to walk it, partner. If you have a fucking hand. Yeah, fair. You know, I'll make you go out a day early. Get the art. Reed, we're going to win this thing. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to have a jug of water and a whole notepad with a bunch of charcoal to take notes. Are there any mini tour events near either of you guys? Um, not well, really. We basically have a mini tour at TPC now because the tour, the guys out here thought it would be a good idea to just, let's just make our own tournament. And the tour is and helping wait, them do man. it, which I ha- yeah. There's well, a so lot. Of, co- wait, you live in areas with the players. There's a lot of money games going on. Oh, okay. I mean, obviously, the guys out, a bunch of guys out here got together and just put together every week. They play two days. Four hundred bucks entry fee and. So they've, they've, they've done, yeah, they've done it in Atlanta too. Because I, um, I just talked to Jamie Arnold before we came on, and uh, Stuart Sink did the same thing in Atlanta. Put put two day events together all over. Yeah, I heard I heard a couple of things about that, and I yeah. was like, I hate to say because I'm on the West Coast and I'm completely isolated in, in backwater, bumpfuck wherever. I, I don't get to hear I don't get to hear how affluent or more like uh, upscale places operate when it comes to like you know people still uh, practicing their crafts, so to speak, or just going about life. I mean, I don't know. Who's raking in the dough at TPC then? Ah, Who's been playing good? I haven't really been paying attention to it, but it's a lot Wait, of the, actually. A lot of the Ed, what, China Ed, you Latin guys are playing. I think Kaplan's raking in the money over there. <laughs> He's definitely cutting his yard twice a day. That guy's got a game. Game. Oh, yeah. I got a new roller. <laughs> you guys see his piano? I think that comes with no money game wins. Oh, no. Zach, that's not fair. If you know music and others don't, that's not fair. That's not even gambling. That's not fair. <laughs> I think I should get a percentage of that money, too, don't you think? But that too, yes. <laughs> I think it's great that you guys are doing that. Anytime you can get a scorecard in your hand and you got to put down your own money, I, being professional athletes, it doesn't matter if it's $20 or $2,000. You guys are going to give it everything you have. Right? Speaking of, speaking of scorecards, though, I, the, the scorecards at the, at the tournament in Pebble Beach were really big, so they couldn't fit into Sebastian's pocket, so he gave them to me. And I was in charge of getting the... I was in charge of getting the score for for all the for the team every day and, and Sebastian and every day the score was wrong. <laughs> oh really? So anyways, I was fired from that job immediately. Which Player caddy, not a scorekeeper. Not really. I mean, how do you well, get that wrong? I, I don't know how I, I, I gotta, don't know how I got that wrong. I, I hate like- I hate the walking scores that argue with, hey, what's your player make on the last three? No, no, they made four. No, no. Okay, they made, hey, a, they made a three. No, let's 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 go through it. No, well, we're not going through it. They made a three, and I'm leaving. <laughs> appreciate your help, but I'm you're so Lorcan, mean, I'm really got, I'm really glad you asked that. I'm going to ask you guys this because my only experiences was uh, with the uh, uh, four ball that was at Bandon at Old Mac. But I mean, in terms of USGA sanction, how many volunteers are running all your important stuff? Hundreds. Anybody answer that? Go. 100, At least 200 a PJ Tour event. 
but it's all volunteer run. I mean, I love, I'm not besmirching the volunteers. My girlfriend, she has her PGA and she still like breaks her back to volunteer at events as much as she can. But I mean, in the end, it's like what you can't have events be run by volunteers. It needs to be run by staff. The the scorekeeping for a lot of the stuff, the shot link for a lot of stuff and the ropes for everything is volunteers. So, I mean, they're not really in essential roles. I know you guys might see that differently for the app as that is an essential role because you're looking at it, but the telecast isn't run by any sort of volunteers. That's where the money is. That's the essential role. The app doesn't work a lot of the time anyways. It's not an essential role. It's nice for people to see, but if they really want to find out what's going on, they need to watch the telecast, and that's never going to change. I mean, no, like, you're right. And I appreciate you saying that because, I mean, that's really the eye-opener in terms of, like, the plight we're going through. So, Seabass, you got any thoughts? I'm just going to say, if you ever get our wives on the show, you need to ask them <laughs> how they feel about the volunteers. Yeah. Hey, you guys know the story about, well. uh, about, <laughs> about uh, Chelsea, Chelsea and the walking scorer in the Bahamas. All right, go for it, Lorcan. Take no, it when away. we were down in the Bahamas, the weather was the weather was horrendous, and they, the, bah- the Bahamas was particularly bad at Abaco a couple of years ago for uh, accuracy with the scores. I mean, it like it had Licklider like seven under three yeah. five or something ridiculous. <laughs> What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? He plays <laughs> fast. He can score that fast. Who can? What's that, Hubs? I was just saying what Ed was born. Yeah, <laughs> come on, Ed. Was that Crown? Crown. Oh, that was Crown Royal. <laughs> Uh, Ryan's Ryan's wife Chelsea uh, they say hey will you be the walking scorer in our group and Chelsea's like sure I'm gonna be out there no problem well anyway this horrendous rainstorm thunderstorm whatever you want to call it Bahamas hurricane came in you guys remember when it came in it was it depends what side of the draw you're on if you remember if you're in your hotel room but it was I mean you couldn't see this far in front of your face and uh one of the rules of well in Abaco the last two or three holes three or three holes I think are on the top of this mountain that you have to take a cart ride up to and it's really really high and the rules official at the top of the mountain calls we couldn't see this far in front of our face we're on the fifth tee box which is the most exposed tee box in Abaco it's a short par four fourth or fifth hole and the rules official goes well it ain't raining up here on 16 so I think we should hold off for a minute the guy's waiting on it to break it's gonna break before it gets up on <laughs> on the mountain with the biggest friggin' clatter of lightning goes off right in front of us on the tee and we just took off to a that was insane because that golf course is so spread out yeah you know I'm literally talking about. where jd was sitting up by 18 i didn't say his name it was just a little cloudy <laughs> and there was no rain and then out on the other side where they were on five it was literally hail storming with lightning I didn't say his last caddy over the radio goes it's not raining up here i think we should keep going now, Seabass has clout. He can say whatever he wants to. No, he does, of course. Like the last Seabass, the last caddy that referred to him by name, I didn't refer to him by name. Um, didn't fare real well. They had a year's vacation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. So, so, real quick, I had one last funny thing I was going to ask the uh, professional golfers because we have some professional caddies on. We've asked a lot of caddies, what's the craziest thing you've seen in terms of proclivities with a golfer or what's in the bag that they've discovered before? And Lorcan finding the banana in the bottom of the bag was one of the best ones ever because it was biodegradable, remember? So yeah. uh, in terms of uh, Seabass and uh, Mr. Hubs, 
what are like what are i don't know how to word this the right way so shortly i'll just get right to it what are some of the of funniest activities you've seen some caddies possess that aren't caddies of your own per se we can we can kind of go your own or your own it'll be way better if you choose your own that we've seen caddies possess well listen what are the weirdest things i i I work at a golf resort where we employ hundreds of caddies and we work year round and we're all really good at being caddies and if we were to go anywhere else, if they weren't caddies, they'd be homeless. I can name at least two men. <laughs> Hubs, sorry, your your Twitter handle notwithstanding. I'm I can name at least, <laughs> I can name I can name two human beings that I'm very dear close friends of mine that if they weren't like caddies at a golf course, they would be the lunatic on the corner screaming at the stoplight. So I'm gonna ask you guys, those people that I just talked about notwithstanding, what 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 I'm, 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 what do you guys look for in a caddy or I, I mean because caddies look for something in golfers and there's lots of us they're always trying to like hitch our wagon on the right guys at the right time but I mean what are you guys looking for in loopers see bass back me up on I mean the PGA tour like there's a certain quality of individual out there like same as golfers there's not as many just straight fuck ups as you think that are just naturally talented. Like everybody has their shit together for the most part. Obviously there's outliers. I would say caddies for the most part are the same way. The web, like there are some <laughs> interesting <laughs> individuals trying to caddy that think they really have a legitimate shot and guys are like in their heads, I'll take you for this one week and we could win the next seven weeks together and I still wouldn't take you to the PGA. Like, there are some really nice guys, but just yikesies. Like, really hard. I, don't I think what. Mark described all my brethren. Uh, Sebastian, what do you got? <laughs> well, I think I know a lot of guys who, like, patrol the parking lots. They're friends of mine. Yeah. I just tell them, hey, how about you don't patrol the parking lots and you just stay the fuck here and just get work here, okay? Don't bother the professionals. They'll get their own. It's much more about rats as they get them. Much more of a the, the well, web. You're just playing golf. The PJ Tour in Europe, <laughs> and like and can back me up on this one to a business meeting or a dinner and not be like, okay, we're gonna lose sponsors. But that's not true for. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry. I get what you're saying. Okay. There's a couple individuals in mind that can back are me up suspects at best. Ed, back me up. I think it was call. Was it Colorado? We played with Wesley. Yes. Wesley Bryan. No, no, no. Caddy Wesley, old guy. Yeah. How many teams does he have left? No, Utah, Utah. Utah. Sorry, Utah. Yeah, we, on, he was caddying for That's Andres Gonzalez that week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Super oh, awesome. But, but Super Wesley's awesome. what seventy? Yeah, he's yeah. got to be if he's a day. But Wesley's the <laughs> nicest guy. He's funny as shit. But he literally cuts. Every like, if the green, if the tee's not by the green, he walks straight the shortest route. He walks the shortest <laughs> possible route you can walk on a golf course. It doesn't matter how far it's <laughs> I've, I've seen it. I've seen it. It's awesome. Hey, Fluff does that too. And from now on, ever since that happened, we played with him every week when we go to a new golf course, and we were like kind of 
I don't know, it's quiet, and then all of a sudden one of us would say, oh, this golf course would be really good for Wesley because there's a lot of sports. <laughs> you could, like, walk three miles and you walk 18 holes because you can cut the tee and straight into the next fairway. That's perfect. That's really perfect. I'm so afraid to take a shortcut because I've been back there where, and been in groups where caddies take shortcuts and the guy comes back to the tee and says some un, unfavorable words about his caddy. I'm like, I ain't freaking giving my player the opportunity to talk crap about me. <laughs> I think the only reason we want to give it right and you don't ask. <laughs> That's true. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it is true. Wesley's are great. Oh my God. Like the, you know, he'd be like so happy because the green, the green would be like 150 yards past where the middle of the fairway was on the next hole. And Wesley would be like, Hey boss, here's your putter and here's your driver. I'll just meet you in the middle of the fairway. Yeah. Make sure you hit the middle of the fairway. Yeah. Well, I mean that that's perfect. And listen, guys, we're God, we're hitting that hour and a half right now. We hit a record for the longest pod. And also, you paid the us most, for an hour overtime. The most pros and caddies on a pod ever. Anyone who's listening to this right now, we're you were snapping records by just having going into your eardrums right now. You think Ben's so, listening? Oh, yeah, I'm sure ben. he is. Yeah, positive. Yeah, I'm here's to Ben. Yeah, is that what you're worried about? Is that what you're worried about? Still, is Ben really? I hope really? you feel him better. I was excited to see him. He's got to be worried I'm, about I'm Ben. Sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I hope I hope Ben's feeling better too. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I'm sorry. I apologize. Yeah. I, I, I'm feeling the same way, too. Um, ben, but real quick, I'm worried sick about him. But before, before <laughs> Zach and Nolan pounce you guys with any of the uh, piercing questions, Sebastian, Mark, Ed, Lorcan, Reed, do you guys have any plugs, any charities, any Twitter handles, Instagram accounts, anything you guys want to plug? Shoot, go now. Go, Sebastian. Don't all yell at each other. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're a charity free podcast, whatever. Picking up nickels and stuff on the street. Well, yeah. Who? All I have to show for if people want some banking instructions, they can go to my Instagram handle. It's Sebastian Kaplan. That's true. true. His music and his cooking has gotten very American. I love it. <laughs> and it's just trying times where there's nobody uh, doing any business in any small way, shape, or form. I just got an endorsement deal this week with Lions, Go Lions Golf Travel out of Ireland. Jeez. They do luxury golf trips to Ireland. Check them Reed's, out. On, Reed's check them out mixing online. like Costco Clear versus Costco Brown. What the hell's going on over there? Look, Cheetos and Sprite, man. Reed, what are you doing? This is an alcohol free podcast. It's for the kids. Yeah. Exactly, Reed. We have people with problems on it. Oh, and uh, shout, shout, shout out to uh, the first responders that are working. I'm actually the only one of the five, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, that are, that's actually working through this. I'm actually a fireman and an EMP. So shout out to all the uh, first responders. Everyone who's sticker working in call. Sure. Yeah, I'm working, yeah, I'm working on trying to work uh, one day a week, but sometimes it's, uh, it's, uh, it works out at about two days a week, but I'm doing everything you know, I can, and it's not easy. I don't, I don't particularly enjoy that aspect of life but i worked way too hard to get a qualification so i'm still gonna get no, my hours I, it, in every year to do it Lorcan, and i get it i used to do it fairly and i don't want to do it voluntarily and it's 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 a very it's a very weird obligation and you're a big, bigger man than me so uh ed what do you got man he's not allowed Guys, to leave I'm his house trying to say hi to everybody out here oh, only on tuesdays uh, and thursdays we're down here in columbia it's not the easiest place on earth to live in these times and if you just can think about, uh, if you can think outside of yourself for a moment, that's uh, probably the best thing I can say. 
and uh, I don't have anything else, guys. <laughs> I'm just trying, oh, no, just trying no, to figure it all out. No, no, no worries whatsoever. I mean, even though we try to provide mirth in 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 that we're a golf podcast and it, there isn't golf right now, we try to you know you're you're in a different part of the country right now, Ed. That's why we ask for your take specifically. So I mean, it's we appreciate your. Uh, your input very much so and it's it's all very salient and very important in terms of yeah we all have to be careful but at the same time it's like oh well yeah come on we gotta talk about something we gotta maybe, talk about something man maybe you guys should throw ed's uh, instagram handle up on his screen people can join uh-huh. he might be able to double his following in one night does ed have instagram <laughs> we, we can get it all the way up to two <laughs> it's the only one it's not on social happened. media <laughs> I just want to say uh, thanks to Ed and Reed. About uh, actually almost a year ago to the day, they came to my house one night. We had a fundraiser. And I know I say yeah. this every time I'm on here, but I live in one of the poorest places in North Carolina. But I'm fortunate enough to call a home and we have a great life here. But we raised, uh, I think, $2,500 in about an hour and a half at my house last year. And that was thanks to those guys. And it was uh, thanks to guys like uh, Mark and Sebastian uh, contributed various different things to the option. Was, oh, shit, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we... Yeah. We we yeah. try to that that's why we like making friends on every level because who knows what you're into and who knows what helps out whatever community. I mean that's we're, <laughs> Zach and I have never met each other before. We're international, you know. I just like it's just, like, we have relationships. You know? we, had a, we had we had a fundraiser at my house last year, like I said, almost a year ago to today, and there was not a single golfer in the county that I live in under the age of 18 years of age that paid to play golf at my home club for the last 12 months because of one night at my house, 90 minutes at my house. We have got every single golfer taken care of for 12 months under the age of 18. And I think that was, that was a great achievement by, by three caddies. Bravo. Uh, no, yeah. huge, huge yeah. achievement, Lorcan. We really, yeah. really appreciate it. It was and a lot of fun. And we had fun. It was supposed to be an hour and a half. My wife said, I have work in the morning. I think I was rolling Ed to his car at about two o'clock in the morning with a bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> Only to sleep in it. He didn't drive home. Yeah. That was uh, all the clarification. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes sense. And, uh, well, listen, guys, we've had a great time. And here comes the final segment of the podcast. No sound drops needed. Zach Penser, our editor in boss, has the Canadian trivia. And we have a, and a very a gigantic, eclectic cast of people participating in can, Canadian trivia. Zach, take it away. That's right. We've got uh, Canadian trivia. I think uh, Ed finally ended the streak of you caddies getting everything wrong. We got no, Ed. Four caddies. Ed is He's one Canadian, though. Lorcan's 0-1. Reed is 0-2. But Sebastian, 2-0. Sitting pretty. Nice. Um, sitting oh, no. Reed is 0-3. Terrible. Sebastian, <laughs> 2-0. That's impressive. Okay, I got to ask you, do you guys have a paper or at least the notepad on your phone? Because we're going to have to do things a little different with so many people. Yeah. I got this. I have faith that you guys aren't going to use Google for this. We've used this before a long time ago. How many Canadian players are on the tour? And for the tiebreaker, name them. What? Come on. You asked this earlier. That's not. Yeah, a long time ago. Let's see if you remember. It was, it was uh, a sort of downfall in questioning. That's how many Canadian it. players have won on the tour? No, no. How many Canadians are on the tour now? No, 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 right now. You're writing like it has status this year? Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. 
Um, oh, this is I'm going to say four. This, this is the four. biggest waste. First of all, you don't just say mark it down, Lorcan. So no. I have one percent battery left, and my screen is broke. Yeah, Lorcan. Hey, no, don't show me that. That's inappropriate. <laughs> it wasn't wood. Okay, tell me when you guys are ready. With Damir Wood, sir. No, my answer. I'm trying to name him though. My answer is going to be all offside because Sebastian is honorary Canadian. Every day in my book. You can add Sebastian. No, Ed, no, don't say that. Honorary Canadian. He has, like like I said, he's from, uh, you know, Scandinavia, but he went he to college. Translates from the so he, he, he has that most, the most beautiful, like, blend, the most beautiful Venn diagram of, of like, Danish and Southern American. Like, Sebastian, you, you should be, like, the face of all jeans and cologne commercials, dog. Come on. <laughs> We gotta get. Why some, not? You know what? We, he's our, he's a, we need a new manager, Sebastian. <laughs> I guess we do. <laughs> Mark is like really working this question. I, I could tell. Yeah, like, is Mark okay over there? Did he have a like a, a blood vessel? Those person? eyes are definitely on Google. Yeah, I'm about to have a stroke. I feel like Sebastian <laughs> has brought up the fact I'm that he's. I'm I can talk you through it. Six. Thanks. Right. I have a feeling I'm gonna miss someone. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Seven. On three, everyone lift up their hands. I didn't. Okay, Marco seven. Oh, I went. I went four. Four. four? Six. Lorcan. Okay, the correct answer. <laughs> it's it's competing Canadians. Oh, some okay. Does Mike? Oh, so it's a verbal answer. Oh, Mike, does Mike Weir count? The correct answer. You guys have all under predicted Canadian success. We have eight. Seriously? What? Yes. That's awesome. Corey cool. Taylor. Connor, Nick Taylor, Hadwin, Gliggett, Mac Hughes. Boom, 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 boom. Lots of half points. Oh, yeah. Look at Hugs. Nick Taylor? Yeah. He knows his coworkers. I love it. Nick Taylor and Roger Sloan. Ah, Roger Sloan. He lives right next to you. Playing with him. You guys all Roger lives right next to you. So Mike Weir did count. No, he didn't. It was Corey yes. Connors, Graham Dillette. Maybe oh, I forgot Graham. Oh. But he's been out for forever, too. He has the same status as Mike Weir. I don't know. Ben and I went out no. with him in Hawaii. I no. can promise you he's on the PGA <laughs> no. Tour. We no, have a night I'm that we would have had with Ed. Golf. Uh, major medical <laughs> he's not full status. Golf Canada. Hey, guys. So long as Ed Alton's on if the PGA Mike Weir Tour is time for a June, I'm happy. No, Mike Weir is that I'm on seven. Right? Canadians are taking over. That's my conclusion. We are right. I really hope so. No, I that's that's the world. <laughs> oh, I hey, Tiger. I have I and I and I always end. I always end with a question as well, as you guys know. Tiger is fifteen and two worldwide in playoffs. Who are the two players that have beaten him? Ernie Els. Mike Rob. Weir. The Mike Weir didn't. <laughs> I don't know why it got brought up very wait, wait, Who did you say? McDowell? No, I, I thought it was McDowell too, but I'll tell you about McDowell you, in a minute. Oh, Lucas Sebastian Kaplan and no. Mark Hubbard. Yeah, Lucas Beargard won, beat him at the match play last year. <laughs> Not <laughs> Ed, you're a wiener. Vamos, Denmark. Hey, I think that helps you this. Those wheels are spinning <laughs> hard. Wait, what was the question? He's, the question is, Tiger is, Tiger is 15 and 2 worldwide. In playoffs, playoffs, not not official PGA Tour events worldwide. Period. In his entire he's career, six. he's fifteen and two. Only two players have beaten him. Who are they? Oh, in playoffs. Yeah, Chen was one. No. Uh, 
I'll just I'll I'll just excuse myself, fellas. I think Hobbs can get this. But playoffs. Wasn't listening. Is it the same question? I checked. Nolan. Who no, Hobbs was really mad about that. Oh yeah, you're Nolan. You're the Tiger guy. Come on. I'm, I'm trying to I don't dwell on the losses, guys. Wake Rito. No, I'm I'm thinking. Who is uh? Rocco. No. No, who no. won the PGA? Who won the PGA? Did he beat Tiger in the playoff? The Korean okay. Asian guy. Okay. No, he lost. That was uh, – No, that's that was, that was uh, Pan. What's his name? I'm sorry. I'm no. Greasy Pan. No. You'll never get it. It's unbelievable. I couldn't believe it when I looked it up. Okay, Greg Norman then. It's Patrick Harrington and Billy Mayfair. Patrick Harrington beat him in I knew the, I knew the Mayfair won. Right. at the Dunlop Phoenix Open, and Billy Mayfair beat him at the 98 Genesis at, yes. at Riviera. Yes. Yeah. A why I hate Harrington. You know, and you know why Mark. You know why uh, Mark thought that uh, Graham beat him because they were tied playing the 18th at the Hero, and Graham made like a 25 footer to beat him. And that's what I thought today. When when somebody asked me that, I said, "Well, I know for a fact that McDowell beat him in a playoff, but it wasn't in a playoff. It was in regulation. I was on the 72nd hole." Is that, that's, what, that's what you're talking about, Hobbs, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> Stitching me up on this. Hobbs, I oh god, I love you. Hey, hey Reed, if you turn your phone like this way, you can get like full in. We've told oh, him like Zach, <laughs> give it to us. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. My God, you're huge yeah. now. <laughs> You know, maybe it's a good thing we're not in New Orleans this week. Yeah, probably. Right here. Right there. <laughs> yeah, so I, before, before we end things, I got to ask, uh, for Ed and Reed's sake, all I ask is you give them one week where they could dress up in, like, neon pink attire. You guys will become a celebrity group. Can you imagine? Reed's especially. The guy's, like, eight feet tall. Neon pink. Eight foot tall. Dude, he's been, he's been growing throughout this podcast. I have a, I'm, I'm all in. I mean, Alex has a good collection of right. If Reed and I go, if Reed and I go in neon pink, nobody will ever notice me. It'll be all Reed. Look, <laughs> look, listen. I tried. I actually. In fact, I, I would think that you were an extension of Reed. It would be perfect. <laughs> I've been dealing with this on Twitter a lot. I, I, I challenged Reed to a calf off a while ago. I didn't realize he was twenty feet taller than me. So. <laughs> That's that's never seen Reed without a hat on. Ever. He's he, he's the jolliest and greenest of giants. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Green giant. Hum, hum, hum. <laughs> he's a sweetheart and he can really beat it. <laughs> All right, Jared. I really hard, partner. We've come full circle now. <laughs> All right. Well, I gotta go because uh, <laughs> and Ben's calling. Wait. Him. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We got the. We got. We got the uh, trivia, right? We just did oh, it. Trivia. Dumb fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's already happened. Jerry, what did you miss? Everybody the lost. trivia. The trivia part. My bad. I kept thinking. I want to so bad say what Johan said about she's so hot, but I'm not going to go there. We'll just leave it. And come Save through. it for we'll next back. time. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just, I'm just screwing around. I, I appreciate Jerry everybody. The whole trivia. No hands from Quebec. <laughs> I, I did not miss the trivia. It, it's my most painful part of my week is the Canadian trivia. That's why I blocked it out. So we, uh, hey, <laughs> Bastion, Mark, Lorcan, Ed, Reed, we really, really, really appreciate you guys uh, showing up for this podcast. Uh, Zach, Nolan, 
you know, from the back tees podcast. Anybody got anything else to say before we close it off? No, thank you guys for coming on. This was great. These are the uh, OG members of the pod. So historic podcast. Mark, you get to be lumped in because you're like in the middle of the friend group. So yeah. Thanks for the friendship, fellas. I really appreciate every one of you. I mean, that. No, love you guys. Love you guys. Thanks, and guys. Shout out. Thanks the shout out this week goes to all of our listeners. Good night, guys. All of our love listeners. Love all of you. Thank love you, you all. See you soon. Oh, Zach, I do have a bunch of people in Calgary listen, so shout out to them. <laughs> Irish oh, perfect. More people there in all of Ireland. All right. Good stuff, guys. <laughs> See y'all. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, guys. You guys are awesome. We'll do it again. Yeah, definitely. Right. Seabass, Mark. Reed, appreciate you guys. Thank you very much. Thank you very, very, very much. See y'all. See you guys in the funny pages. Thank you for listening to From the Back Tees. Toward the hole, and it's in with Bernie. We hope you enjoyed today's show. For more information and updates, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at From the Back Tees. I'm going to enjoy it for the rest of my life. See you next week. Be the ball.